Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia as once again we are ready to talk some Vikings football here on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. It is episode number 37 of Purple Mafia so we are moving right along here very rapidly show after show after show and uh, well my voice is finally back up to speed finally so no more of the cracking voice from uh, a summer cold. You know, that's an oxymoron, summer cold. Pretty ridiculous. Um, there was a little cracking in Favre's game, unfortunately. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Vikings and Kansas City Chiefs preseason game today. That'll be the main focus of the show today. Brett Favre's performance. Tavares Jackson. Um, of course, Sage Rosenfels didn't play. Shanko emerging. Uh, lots of stuff to get to. Uh, so, other than that, real quick. We're available on thesportstuff.com, as I mentioned. Do go to thesportstuff.com. On the right-hand side, there's a button that says TSS Boards. That is how you can uh, sign up for the message boards. It is 100% free and 100% fun. That's how you can interact with our po- uh, podcasters, other members, about almost 400 of us now. Uh, you can also vote on the polls in the podcast section. Click on Purple Mafias. There will be a poll today. I'll get to that at the end of the show. Regarding Brett Favre, of course, what a surprise. So, uh... Other than that, we do have a call-in line on thesportstuff.com. It is a voicemail. Treat it as such. The number is 209-736-7-TSS, 209-736-7877, if you don't want to look at what TSS stands for. But, um, yep, that is the deal. Treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Purple Mafia. State your opinion, your question, your comment, your shout-out, whatever it is. That is how you can get on the show and hear your voice with mine. So there you go. It's like being a guest, basically. Uh, other than that, we'll, we're, we're going to take a break again, and we'll be right back after these announcements. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. 
The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 37. A reminder for iPod users. All right, thank you for bearing with me through the break once again, like always. Do check out those shows. But yeah, anyhow, we're getting on to the game now. The Vikings, of course, win 17-13. to But it's not about wins and losses. It's about performance. It's about shaking the rust off. Uh, Brett Favre, a lot of us expected just a little bit of rust. Uh, remember he mentioned he didn't even really work out that much this offseason, unlike previous offseasons, as he thought he really was retired, especially after the uh, the whole rotator cuff issue. He was like, oh boy, I might be done here. Um, and of course, back in March and stuff, he thought he was done, I'm sure. Uh, Brett Favre comes in the game and was one for four overall, four yards. So the first ever completion, and only a completion so far for Brett Favre as a Viking, was to the other guy, the other man of the hour, Percy Harvin, who showed uh, definitely that this guy definitely has hands, that's for sure. He definitely has good hands, and and that's what counts. Uh, Harvin overall, in terms of receiving, finished with two catches and nine yards. So they were just both short passes. So maybe Percy Harvin will be a possession receiver after all. Uh, Who knows? But, uh, yeah, you expect a lot of short passes to go to Percy Harvin. Because the whole idea is him catch the ball and then take off on those screen passes. Take off and go for, who knows, 30, 40, 50, 70 yards, whatever. (laughs) So I'll be going into a really long completion in a little bit. A guy who emerged and might be uh, inching closer to a job. A job on this Minnesota Vikings team. He might be a dark horse winner at the receiver position. We'll get into that shortly as... uh, Brett Favre, that was pretty much all there was to it. As after the game, Favre said that he felt butterflies, which is something he said he hadn't felt in a long time. And hit, and that that's always a plus, Brett Favre said, or Favre said. Uh, yeah, that it's always a plus. There's, you know, that means he's, he really, it just shows how much he wanted to be here. And also how, you know, it felt really weird. Really weird being on the other side. I mean, you're walking in the Metrodome as a player, not as an opponent. You know, as a uh, member of the team, not as an opponent. Very crazy, very strange, uh, but at the same time, very cool. To me, what I saw from from Favre, the uh, the positive, the ball really comes out of his hand quickly, and um, the velocity on his passes, pretty darn good. I mean, that's some serious velocity. Uh, obviously. <laughs> things aren't going to be all spectacular right off the bat in the first game. Um, even though he knows the West Coast offense, he's practiced with these guys, you know, and knows their tendencies about as much as I know them. You know, I mean, you know, as much as I'd know them if I walked on the field, you know, or as much as I'd know maybe the Cincinnati Bengals if I just walked on the field, basically. You know, I mean, I wouldn't know right off the bat where they're going to go on every play. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it goes. You know, even just like in basketball, the, my buddy Dave, you know, when. We first played, started playing basketball together. We went the wrong way. We'd bump into each other. We'd throw the ball out of bounds, you know, stuff like that. That's just how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm a, overall, though, the important part is when you see the velocity on those passes, that's what counts right now and also the way Brett Favre 
being hit a few times pretty hard, just jumped right back up, just kind of shook his head going, all right, yeah, that's cool. And uh, Favre also mentioned after the game that that's big. You know, that's good, you know, getting hit a few times and feeling good, feeling good about it, you know, that he not necessarily wanted to get hit, but that it felt good to get that out of the way. The first couple hits, so you can get kind of used to it again. You know, it's just getting your feet wet again because um, he wasn't really expecting to play this season. He just wasn't at one point. So that is the good part. Another guy, well, as <laughs> now we're going to get into his topic here. The man of the night, the unexpected man of the night, the guy you thought might fold and not give a dang anymore, but ultimately the guy who might be showcasing himself for his next team, Tavares Jackson stepped up to the plate in a very nice way. Uh, he did make one mistake, as I'll mention this early on, just to get it out of the way. So uh, I'm going to be a negative jerk here on him just because I can. <laughs> Yeah, he completed a 43-yard pass to Jamar Johnson, and uh, it looked like a nice play, but unfortunately he was uh, just a little past the line of scrimmage. Just a little bit there, uh, Tavares. Just a little bit there past that line of scrimmage there. You might want to work on that. Uh, <laughs> Tavares, Tavares, as Brett would say. Um, so that got called back, and it was just like that figures, basically. But then... Tavares Jackson continued to play extremely good football, finished with a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3, 202 yards, completed 80% of his passes, 12 of 18, or 15, excuse me, overall. That's outstanding. Had a couple of long completions also, unlike Sage Rosenfels and Jackson last week. And, of course, Booty is incapable of completing a long pass right now. Two touchdowns and no interceptions for Tavares, who might be a... Uh, Cincinnati Bengal, he might be uh, Jacksonville Jaguar, where he'll join the emerging Troy Williamson. That was kind of disgusting to hear. Troy Williamson is emerging with the Jacksonville Jaguars, might be their number two or number one receiver, because apparently Torrey Holt is done, basically, that he's got really much no tread left on the tire. That's the guy I wanted on the Vikings, that receiver at one point in time. Hmm. Yeah. That is one thing. Uh, a receiver who's got plenty of tread left on his tire, Dwayne Bow, looked pretty good. That's a Kansas City wide receiver. Of course, Kansas City Chiefs are Farzine's club. Farzine Vasugian of the Chiefs zone on the sportsstuff.com on iTunes. There's a shout out to him, and his show is outstanding. And uh, he's just outstanding. An outstanding talent is Farzine for someone his age. He is really stepping up to the plate. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I like the youngster, uh, Dwayne Bowe, who's in his junior season, you could say. He had a great rookie year, was finished second to Adrian Peterson for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and uh, had a horrible sophomore year, unfortunately, but I could definitely see him stepping it up. Matt Castle was solid. Nothing spectacular, but solid. Uh, 9 of 14 for 99 yards was Matt Castle, so... There's your quarterback comparison, Tavares Jackson, Brett Favre versus Matt Castle, Brody Croyle, and Gutierrez. Nothing much to see, really. They're just a couple of John David booties, basically. At this point in time, Brody Croyle is a guy who, at one point in time, they saw as some type of quarterback of the future in KC. Not looking good. One other quick thing I'll make of note to end the whole quarterback deal in Kansas City. Tyler Thigpen didn't even see the field. And, uh... He looked like a mini, he looked like a baby Rich Gannon last year. Me and Farzine would agree about that as we talk all the time about it, about the, about our teams and just about sports in general. Uh, yeah, he looked pretty good last year, Tyler Thigpen, the former Viking seventh-round pick, 
who uh, wound up with the Chiefs. Didn't even see the field, so I'm not sure what's going on there. If there's some type of uh, some type of chemistry issue with the coaching or an injury that they're not reporting, because uh, yeah, Farzine doesn't know what happened to him. None of us know what happened to him. We don't know what's going on. Uh, very strange, very strange deal there. Um, so now on to the receivers for the game. My goodness, does uh, Vasante Shenko, he really does look like a stud, and uh, I stand by my prediction that Vasante Shenko is going to lead the uh, team in receptions. There's no doubt about it. Tied with Darius Reynod, who I'm about to get into very shortly. Uh, Vasante Shenko made a catch for a touchdown. He only made two catches, but, the, you know, the, you know, you, you didn't play that much. Uh, very good, Vasante Shenko. He, he just gets the job done, and that's what counts. A uh, lot to debate on the touchdown pass, if it really was a, you know, great play by Jackson or if it was behind him, you know. Uh, it looked like a decent play, but could have been better, basically. But ultimately, I think the uh, I think it was Vasante Shenko who uh, pulled the pass in more than DeVars Jackson made a great play. I, I'm giving more credit to Vasante at this point in time as uh, Glue Hands Shenko, who used to be Brick Hands Shenko. This guy has just made a complete transformation and, uh, yeah. I recommend him for your fantasy teams out there if you're looking for a sleeper. You know, some of you out there that might not be from Minnesota and don't really pay super close attention and you're like a new listener. Yeah, that's a guy I'd look at. <laughs> um, so we're going to get on also. Darius Raynaud was able to bring in a 64-yard touchdown from Tavares Jackson. Both players making each other look better on that play. Just outstanding. Both of them boosting their stats for the night. Uh, Darius Reynad, right now, folks, the guy, Jamar Johnson, that I was all excited about, it's starting to look like Reynad might be uh, getting the, uh, he might be getting the early advantage, just a slight advantage over Jamar. At least in these two games, Darius Reynad has taken the upper hand thus far. So a very interesting, uh, just a very interesting antidote there. I mean, that's, hey. Didn't expect it. Sidney Rice was solid. Was able to bring in three catches for 32 yards. Very solid. Uh, you know, as I said, looks a lot bigger this year. Ian Johnson with two catches out of the backfield. He looks all right. Another uh, major thing, though, and now that was, was kind of slide into running backs, Peterson looked decent. And, uh, you know, with 10 rushes in the game, I was kind of surprised he got that many. Lots of handoffs for Favre in the early going. As yeah, 10 rushes, 44 yards for Adrian. Solid, nothing spectacular, and he doesn't have to be spectacular. That's all that really matters. Uh, neither Ian Johnson or uh, Albert Young looked fantastic on the ground. He, uh, Albert Young was a little bit better overall. I mean, the only running back that really did anything in the game was Adrian. But uh, the running game was kind of quiet in this night. Both teams have pretty solid defensive lines at this point in time. Obviously, ours is pretty darn good, I would say. Uh, yeah, Larry Johnson didn't hardly do anything. Battle didn't do anything. Lawrence, all these, yeah, I mean, not much running game tonight on this particular evening. Well, last night, I'll say, but I'll say that that particular evening. Um, Albert Young, though, again, is getting the upper hand because he put a few nice hits on special teams, and he's improving in an area that was a major weakness for him last season. You could argue that's why Albert Young did not make the uh, 
the active roster last year. He luckily was good enough to be on the uh, the practice squad. Uh, this it's it's further solidifying Young's spot on Sundays, man. Albert Young is now that he can start to play on special teams. They can start to count on him on special teams. They they were comparing him to Harold Morrow. <laughs> that guy was outstanding. How oh, he was a backup running back. It was a outstanding special teams player tackler. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy with Albert Young. I think this guy absolutely is going to be on this team. Albert Young, just very, very cool what I'm seeing out of Albert Young. Other than that, overall, as we're going to slide over to defense now, the defense, three sacks in the game. Benny Sapp was able to sneak in and get a sack on his old club. That was really cool to see. Uh, Fred Evans with his second sack of the preseason. Fred Evans, at least, you know, being productive in the limited time he gets. And uh, that's not bad at all. Great to see. Great to see Mitchell getting a sack as well. Jamie Mitchell. No, yes, Jamie Mitchell able to get a sack in the game. Uh, though they were the only tackles the guys were able to get. Sap, Mitchell, and Fred Evans. But, yeah, Fred Evans with two sacks so far in the preseason. That's very encouraging. As he's been a he's been a solid backup for the Vikings for the last couple of years. Um Nothing amazing. Asher Allen continuing to show he absolutely is going to be the nickelback. I can't say that enough. Uh, guys that really stepped up in this game, though, that kind of surprised me a bit. Um, Walker, who is just a training camp inventee, looking pretty good with three tackles in the game. Not bad at all. Burnett? How about that? Burnett, the defensive lineman, stepping in with three tackles as well. He had a pretty solid game. Burnett, I was very very happy with what I saw from him, providing some energy for this team. But uh, Jasper Brinkley, holy moly, does he is he? I mean, as I was saying last week, this guy clearly stepping up on special teams and in the regular play. Absolutely, this guy is uh, emerging. He might be a steal, folks, at that fifth for the fifth round. Jasper Brinkley looking fantastic, leading the team in tackles. And again, I can't say enough about this guy. I absolutely love him. Oh, and by the way, real quick, Robinson. Brian Robinson is back before I get to the other guy. Brian Robinson back already, so the whole ankle thing with him is looks to be he's looks to be okay. He's able to get two tackles in the game. He's a nice energy guy for this team. He gets sacks, gets tackles. He's just he's got that quote unquote motor, as people like to say. <laughs> by the way, Burnett also got a fumble recovery in the game. He he's starting to turn some heads a little bit. Second week in a row, he's been a pretty nice factor. He got a sack last week, don't forget. As my voice is starting to crack again, I apologize. I'm just, I guess I'm not 100% recovered yet. <laughs> but uh, now the other guy, again, and I talk about him all the time. I love him, Latroy Guyon. Latroy Guyon, again, productive in the time that he gets to play. When you put Latroy Guyon on the field, he does his job, and he does it well. He, he, he really does a good job. Two tackles for Latroy Guyon in the game. And uh, again, providing that energy. No sacks so far for Latroy in the preseason, but he's make, been making the tackles at least. Just a productive defensive lineman. Very happy with what I see. Pretty much a guy who'll kill those running backs. <laughs> and that that's good. You know, no running game at all. And you got, you know, you got the Williams wall and you got guys like Guyon backing him up. I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing. Jared Allen, unfortunately... Unable to play as, uh, yes, angle injury for Jared Allen. Unfortunate. The guy played through knee a knee injury last year and shoulder problems the whole year. 
or at least for for most of the year, the second half of the season at least, and also getting hit by God Sherrillis of the Detroit Lions. I love saying that name. One of the coolest names ever. Uh, Jared Allen was able to play through that and get two sacks after that. Yeah, when Jared Allen is sitting out, hmm, man, that's that's not good. So let's fold our hands and pray that this guy is okay. It's, uh, he is a defensive MVP type of talent, is Jared Allen, number 69. Guy is an amazing talent, and, uh, man, we just got to hope and pray that uh, if it's a high ankle sprain, which it could be, those are ghosts, uh, let's just hope that thing is close to 100% by uh, regular season. That's just a bummer, man. Hope and pray for the best. Uh, we all remember Randy Moss as a rookie hurt his ankle and went out and had 17 touchdowns and about 1,300 yards. So uh, it doesn't always kill players. Sometimes they come back and get it done anyway. So we're just going to have to see with that. We are just going to have to see with that when it comes to Jared Allen. As I'll now stop repeating myself about him. <laughs> just a, a solid game by the Vikings. They're able to kind of come back and take care of business. It's not about wins and losses, but the performances is the performances are there. Um, also, as I, uh, I forgot to mention, of course, duh, Sage Rosenfels out with an ankle injury as well. May have been part of the reason the Vikings looked at Brett Favre again, and also the uh, the play of Jackson and Sage Rosenfels so unbelievably inconsistent. Brett Favre, you know, a better option no matter what anyway, but it, it just, it was going into the season with some problems, injury problems already to Sage, already couldn't play in a, in a game, so we're just going to have to wait and see. It's funny, though, how well Sage looked in the first game, like solid, and Jackson looked elite last night. But, of course, Tavares Jackson, you take any good game he plays with a grain of salt because you just never know when the, uh, He's, he's, he's just like the kind of stock you watch on the stock market that goes up and down, up and down. You just don't know. You don't know. You know, you enjoy the run, but you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't make a long investment on DeVarce Jackson. You're, you short him. You know, you short him when he's, when his stock is up, you, you short that stock in a, in a, in a hurry. So, <laughs> cause it's going to drop. So, uh, no offense to him or anybody that's his fan. I, I'm sorry. You know. History, history repeats itself, and it's repeated itself one too many times with with Uncle Tavares. I think he's on his way out in some type of trade this uh, week, and I, I wouldn't mind that, I guess. I mean, I, I'll wish him the best. He's, there's nothing, I have nothing against the guy. He's the guy who's got some talent. He's definitely got talent, but I just don't know. He just can't seem to put together a string of, a long string of, of good football. If he ever could, he'd be a starter in this NFL. Because the talent is there, but if he could just get, if but the consistency is not, that's what's missing. Plain and simple, end of sermon, and um, that will also end the uh, the game review part of this show, as we're getting close to wrapping her up. Mercifully for some of you out there. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyhow, just trying to be modest, I guess. Well, we have a poll on the sportsstuff.com. As mentioned, get on those message boards, click on the podcaster section, and click on Purple Mafia. The poll is How will Favre fare this year? There are four choices. One is amazing, just like the old days. Vikings are in business. Two, decent, enough to be a factor. Three, mediocre, not much better than Sage or Jackson. Or four, bad. Big, big mistake by Favre and the Vikings. And uh, 
please do vote on one of the four. And if you could, make a comment. Leave a comment on there. Leave a comment on there as to why you made your vote, your reasoning behind it, and it'll be read on there. I'll make my uh, vote here really quick. It is decent enough to be a factor because I can't just go up there and say amazing just like the old days. I can't say that just yet. Some of you out there might say that. Maybe you saw something. Maybe you believe that that he, he is on his way to doing that, and he could be if that torn bicep tendon getting fixed up a bit, getting detached is the answer to Favre's return to, to greatness. Um, I'm going to say decent enough to be a factor because I think he's going to be a big factor for this team. That is how I'm going to stand at this point in time. I also want to close here by saying a thank you to you fans out there. All you new listeners, I want to welcome you to the family of Purple Mafia. Thank you very much for joining this podcast because I know there are a lot of new listeners out there as uh, it's plain as day, Purple Mafia has exploded. And uh, it, it was already on a very nice uptrend the last three weeks. I mean, I've been watching it closely. There's been a nice uptrend. And I, I just thank all of you for hopping on board. And for uh, some of you may have told your friends out there, some of you loyal listeners that have been around about a year, thank you. And continue to tell your friends. And you new listeners, tell your friends as well. It is just great to have you on board. It's, it's fantastic. And, of course, Brett Favre has really brought in a lot of new new listeners, and I want to thank Brett Favre personally if for whatever reason he's bored and happens onto this uh, podcast. I don't think he listens to the media much, but if you know you ever feel like if Favre happens to be listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for creating some buzz in this town and for helping this show really, really explode. I mean, I'm thrilled. It has been a blast this this week, this past week or so. Thank you for that, Brett. As of Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I'll mention one last time the call in number on the sportsstuff.com is 209 7367 TSS, 209 7367 Do treat it as a voicemail. Mention that you're calling for Purple Mafia, and of course, make your statement, question, shout out, whatever it is. Welcome on board. You will be played on air, and it'll be a pleasure to have you on board the Viking ship here on Purple Mafia. Also, if you'd like to follow my Twitter account, it is twitter.com forward slash Paladino Live, twitter.com forward slash Paladino Live, and also Paladino Live at yahoo.com, Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Leave your name in town, as Bill O'Reilly would say, and then make your statement or whatever it is, statement, question, complaint, whatever. It'd be great to have you on board. And also, please, also, rate me on iTunes. I'd appreciate it. Rate me and leave a comment on there. I could use more ratings on there. People haven't been uh, putting reviews on there. Heck, even if it's negative, go right ahead. Uh, Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's let's see what you got. So, (laughs) all right, let's put an end to this. Thank you for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back to talk about the Houston Texans game. Will Sage Rosenfels get to play against his old team? Will he be able to go out there and kick their butts for trading him? How dare they? So (laughs) we'll see what happens there, and uh, we'll talk to you then. 